ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome back to the No Higher Calling podcast. It is a treat to have Denise Palmer with me two episodes in a row. Yay. Thanks for Hello. coming back. Yeah, you're welcome. Glad to be here. So in the last episode, we talked about modern feminism's attack against biblical mm-hmm. womanhood. Um, and we really just tried to get to the root of man's mm-hmm. ideas versus God's ideas. And on that foundation, so if you did not listen to that, you might want to go and grab that one first. <laughs> On that foundation, we have done kind of a little Q&A poll out there asking women, what are just some questions? I kind of actually presented it as if you could sit down and talk to your spiritual mentor, what would you like to ask? Um, Because all throughout the Titus study last year, I had so many women tell me we don't have that person. We don't Mm. have somebody that we can go to. So I'm going to share Denise with you for a little (laughs) bit and try to answer some of these questions um, from... A biblical perspective from what God has to say on it. But, you know, we were talking about this in preparing for it. And, you know, whenever you do a Q&A thing, I mean, you have all spectrums of questions and different things that people want to know. And there's more questions than we can address. So we tried to pick some of the highlight ones or ones that I've heard very frequently. Um, but I think we we come to this, and, and I'm the same way when I ask a question. I'm just like, look, for my specific life circumstances, somebody please tell me what to do. Right, right. And you know what? I'm sorry. I'm just going to tell you we can't tell you what to do. No, no. <laughs> we can try to share with you um, what we believe God's Word says mm-hmm. on the issue, and mm-hmm. we might even be able to share some personal insight on maybe what we, were do- we would do. Um, but if you listen to the last episode... You know, Denise and I have a lot of common, but we have a lot of things that aren't in common. Yeah. Um, and so her advice might be a little different than my advice. But I think in all of it, we're just trying to lay some foundation work with these questions and just encourage you to go to the one who has the answers exactly. for you. Exactly. We can give Bible principles. We can give personal mm-hmm. insight. Um, you know, hopefully, especially Denise's is, you know, from wisdom <laughs> and experience. Yeah. Um, but the a school lot of, of hard knocks. <laughs> yeah. A lot of these things is just going to be something you have to take to the Lord. Exactly. And, exactly. and get his heart for you because we're all different. Right. All of our lives are different. Our husbands are different. You know, I know when we were going through Titus last year on love your husbands or love your children. Yeah. People are like, well, how do I love my husband? And there's books out there, a hundred ways to love your husband. But I might read that and find that none of those hundred ways work right. for my man because right. he's unique. My children are unique. You're unique. Yeah. Um. So just hopefully you can glean some principles for this episode, but you're just going to have to prayerfully right. apply it to your situation. Right. And I can honestly say, I don't, I cannot think of one single time that I went to God, to God's mm-hmm. word. And something uh, was illum- was not illuminated, or the scripture jumped off the page, or I was like, God spoke to me through mm-hmm. that scripture. He will always answer. Now it may not be immediately, yeah. but he will always he will always answer through his word. I think the immediately is the difficult it's thing the because difficult I'm, I'm the young mom. The busy mom. And yeah. I'm like, I just need an answer and mm-hmm. I need it now. Yeah. How do I get my child to stop whining? Give me a one, two, three. Right. This is what we're going to do. Right. But like you said, 
I have to go to God's word. And often that means you have to put in the laborious effort. Yes. But yes. those are the answers that are going to be the exact thing that you need, your family needs. Right. It's worth mining it out. And you know, also at that moment, if we can just stop and say, okay, God, mm-hmm. you're not giving me an answer. So what do you want me to learn from all this whining? What are you trying to show me? What are you trying to teach me? Um, God doesn't waste any opportunity. He doesn't waste any hurts. All of those are for an, our instruction and to trust Him. And it, it's it's kind of like those situations ripening that fruit of the Spirit mm-hmm. in us. So maybe your patience needs to be ripened, you know, and maybe that's what God's trying to show during this time of whining. Way to put your thumb on my sore spot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So no, you're right. You have to ask that question. So we yes. ha- that's the diligent part. That's the training part, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, take a few minutes, time out, and I say, okay, I don't have, I'm not getting an answer here, God. Mm-hmm. So what do you want me to see? What do you want me to learn? Yeah. Well, we're just going to jump into some of these different questions. Okay. And the first one I really wanted you to address, because I've been asked this multiple times, and it's just not my season of life yet. Thank the Lord. <laughs> um, but I get a lot of questions about the empty nester season. How do you yeah. transition to this season? It's so different, really, especially if you it just kind of jumped into marriage and went straight to kids. How do you transition with your kids? How do you transition with your husband? Okay, sons mm-hmm. and daughters-in-laws start mm-hmm. coming in, maybe mm-hmm. grandkids. How do you navigate that? And maybe what's your role in that? Transitions are very difficult. And uh, because I've got some longevity on me, um, I've had several transitions. And I want to preface, I just I just want to say as a preface, everyone's journey is different. Everyone's journey is different. And anyone who tries to give us a one-size-fits-all or a recipe, it's really not worth our time to listen to them, okay? Mm-hmm. Any, no matter where it is, because God wants us dependent on Him. He knows what His purpose and plan is for our life, and and I sound like a broken record. I know it, but I have no other way of getting through life or getting through these transitions without constantly reminding myself of that. He has a purpose and plan for me that is unique and different from your purpose and plan or someone else's purpose and plan. So that relationship with the Lord is utmost important. Mm -hmm. It's number one. It's priority. And so um, a lot of our questions will be answered. A lot of our problems will be solved when we get the order right. And the order is God first. Okay. So, and it's so funny as we were preparing. So we've been you know, working on this Mm -hmm. for a week, not just today. We've been working on this for a month, actually. And just this weekend, uh, a friend of mine, actually a relative, is going through empty nest. And we are, we were at a funeral and she was just looking at me. I said, well, you've been up to these days. And she said, not much. My whole identity is changed. I don't even know who I am anymore. Her last one has graduated high school and is moving away and she's tearing up. And I just, I just remembered those feelings. I remember, um, um, how difficult it was. And it was the same way. I thought, what am I going to do now? Now what, you know, my whole mom forever. Who am I now? And I'm, and, and, and even the thought came to me at that point, I gave up. 
everything. I gave up a career. I gave up a, you know, all these things immediately, you know, Satan starts attacking. He wants to get his little finger in, mm-hmm. in that thinking. And, um, and I just thought, Oh Lord, help her help me. It does take a while, but, um, it, you know, emptiness looks different for everyone. Some, some people I've talked to, they're like, yay, finally, I get to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I can spend time with my husband. And that has been a good, uh, good part of it. My husband and I have grown reconnected, if you will, grown together. We do a lot of things together. Um, I've discovered there's some things that I like to do that I never knew I like to do. I'm riding a bike now. I had no idea. I really enjoyed bike riding. Uh So I got a bike and I'm riding a bike now. Um, So, you know, those kind of things come out of emptiness, Mm -hmm. but it's really the transitioning and it's the unknown, the unknown of what lies ahead that can often be um, filled with anxiety mm-hmm. or even a bit scary. Um, so knowing the Lord and knowing how good He is and how much He loves you and that you're still alive, so He still has a purpose and plan for your life, makes that a little easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can remember when um, my daughter is the oldest and she left, and it was quite traumatic. Um, we... She went to college close by, and uh, so she was living at home, but she decided she wanted to move out of the house, and I was so opposed to that. And uh, But she was determined, and she had arranged it all without me. Now, you know, I had helped her with college application. I'd helped her with all those things, but now here she had arranged for an apartment, for a student loan, all of these things all on her own. And I really was like, wow. I'm really not needed anymore, am I? You know, and that's kind of a hard mm-hmm. uh, reality to face as well. And I knew it was not good for her to move away from home. Um, I couldn't watch her. You know, I couldn't have my eyes on her. I couldn't tell her what to do, you know? And so it was really a difficult time. And I just, it, just the gamut of feelings. First, I'm, I'm going to throw my body in front of the car. She's not going anywhere. <laughs> and then I thought, body. Exactly. <laughs> And then I thought, okay, now that's not a good idea. So I'm just going to protest. I'm not even going to help her move. She's going to have to move everything all by herself. And uh, then my husband said, no, Denise, we're going to help her move. And so I was mad at him. I'm mad at everyone at this point, you know. So we delivered her to her apartment. And I can remember just crying uncontrollably. And we stopped, I mean, the entire time. And we stopped at a um, convenience store, I think, to get gas. And I thought, I need something to drink because I'm dehydrated now from all of this crying. And I walk inside and I catch a glimpse of myself, my image in a like a, a the drink dispenser. Yeah. And it was distorted. and But it showed this horrible, swollen eyes, you know, no makeup, just hair everywhere, just a total wreck. And then I began laughing hysterically. And it was just, I was a mess, just a total mess. So I say all of that to say, you're going to feel everything because this is a a good time for Satan, Satan to really attack and um, to really just mess with you, if you will. Mm-hmm. He's going to throw everything he can at you because this is the time Um I was standing on God's word. I was standing on his principles. And it looked as if by me doing that, I was going to lose my child. 
And so he was doing everything possible to get me to change, to not follow the Lord, to not stand on his principles, biblical principles, um, to be mad at God for allowing this to happen. It was a war. It was a it was a strong battle. Mm-hmm. And um, so these transition times, don't neglect them. Don't think that they're not real. Um, maybe some of the younger listeners haven't gone through too, you know, very many mm-hmm. transitions. But a lot of times I see this is where people stumble and where they fall away, you know, where they stop following the Lord, where um, they make maybe poor decisions. They decide mm-hmm. to um, compromise and so these transitions, these times of transitions are very difficult. And empty nest is one of them because not only are you dealing with the growth of your children, but you're and and they're launching mm-hmm. into adulthood, but it's a new phase for you too, because now you're looking at senior citizenry. <laughs> you know? And you're like, No, I'm not old. I can't be <laughs> yes. Discounts. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, Satan uses all those things. He does not care. He has no mercy. He has no sympathy. He will squash you like a bug. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't discount these um, empty emptiness um, times, but look at them as opportunities. Mm-hmm. We have to t- turn everything around and surrender it um, to the Lord. We have to take those thoughts captive. We've got to cast down those imaginations. It is not what Satan's, the picture he's painting. Mm -hmm. We have to look at it as an opportunity to draw closer to the Lord, to just lean into him and see what he can do and what only he can do. Because I can't keep an eye on my children 24-7. He can. Mm -hmm. I cannot change their heart, but he can. I cannot make them want to love him with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength, but he can. So there are things that only God can do, and in times like this, we have to let go and let God, let Him do what only He can do. Um, so, But some things that you can do to help during this time, of course, is stay in God's Word. It's an opportunity. You've got time now. You're not, you know... I'm not having to watch her 24-7. I'm not having to watch my son 24-7. Um, but, um, you know, I can I can spend more time in the Scripture. I can parse things out. I can really cultivate that relationship with Him, get to know Him more. I hear a lot of young moms say, I don't have time for, you know, quiet time. Mm-hmm. Well, now you do. <laughs> in this time of life, you have some time, um, some extra time to do mm-hmm. those things. Um, also, you have extra time to pour into others, um, not just the scripture, but to pour into others. And when you're helping someone else, you know, you're not thinking so much about all your um, pains and anxieties. Mm-hmm. Um, pray for God's wisdom. And that's a, another thing. Pray. Just pray. And as I said before in the past, sometimes my prayers were just help. Mm-hmm. I really had no idea how to pray, um, particularly for my daughter when she launched out. Um, so I just pray help. But I, I, I don't know what conversation, you know, I tried to start a converse, conversation by asking questions. Well, that sounded like I was meddling or, you know, it wasn't, I, I really was just trying to start a conversation. So what's mm-hmm. new in your life, you know? But it kind of sounded like I was pumping for information, you know, instead of allowing her to be, um, 
a young adult, mm-hmm. or you know, I was still treating her like a child. And so you, I needed God's wisdom. Mm-hmm. I needed His strength to not be angry by that, but to um, to press through that and just. Mm-hmm. Use this as an opportunity to show I I love you and I want a relationship with you. Um, I know it's going to look different. No mm-hmm. longer are you going to, are you the little girl, but you're a young woman now. And so I want a relationship. I want to be a friend. Mm-hmm. So let's be friends. And uh, so you have to pray and ask God for wisdom and strength through all of that. Um, we also, you know, another thing that I did was enlist some prayer warriors. I have some just amazing friends, and um, they are prayer warriors. And I would share with them just some things, um, you know, small things. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I could be a little too transparent, um, but these friends prayed with me. And they prayed for me and prayed for um, my daughter in this particular case. I still have a son. I'm just focusing on one yes. one time in my life right now. And um, so these prayer warriors helped. Mm-hmm. I, and it was always good um, to just have sisters in Christ that come alongside. And you know what happened is when God did answer those prayers and when God did work, they got to share in the blessing. They got to see the miraculous hand of God at work, and that increases their faith. And so, um, you know, God was receiving glory not only in through me in my life, but mm-hmm. in other people's lives as well. And so um, if you have some uh, friends, some prayer warriors that you can enlist to pr- help you pray, do. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a wonderful part of this journey, this faith journey that mm-hmm. we're on. Um, the, another key thing that I had to keep reminding myself is that these children are not mine. They do not belong to me. They belong to God. I have them for a short period of time, and I've been instructed to instruct them. You know, that's part of the role of a mother is to train up a child, right? And so um, so that part is over. Now it's time for them to um, stand on their own. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I didn't want to let them go because I'd taken so much ownership. These are my kids, and, and I say what I say goes. And, you know, but try to keep in your mind that these children belong to God. He created them. You did not. Mm-hmm. He created them, and He has a purpose and a plan for their life, just like He does for my life. And now that I'm where at this season of life that I'm at right now, what a joy and what a blessing it's been to watch my children uh, fulfill the purpose that God has, you know, purpose for them since before um, they were born. And so that's just another way of God proving his faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, so just try to remember, they're not your children. They belong to God. And we want to, um, you know, to teach them all about God and, uh, and that their purpose is to bring him glory as well. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing I think I would say about this is just don't neglect your husband. You don't want to get to this time, to this emptiness season, and turn around and say, who's that man living in my house? <laughs> you know? Yes. And 
tried to stay connected, tried to continue to have date nights, coffee mm-hmm. dates, breakfast, whatever works, however it works with your family. Um, try to stay connected to your husband mm-hmm. because he is there with you till death do you part. Your children are not. And um, now we have ch- grandchildren. We've added uh, son-in-law and daughter-in-law and our house is full. And it's just a wonderful season of life. But transitioning, I wasn't so sure about that. I wasn't so sure during that transition time that it would be wonderful. But it is. It is a wonderful season. God has our good mm-hmm. at his at his heart is for our good. And uh, and then when we are serving him as a family and we're we are um we're glorifying him. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what he's about. Well, I think my takeaway as the young mom not there yet really is like you said, don't neglect your husband and mm-hmm. don't neglect God. Yeah. Because I think sometimes I just get so busy and I am so one, I mean, over a hundred percent invested in my kids, especially in these little years. Like they can't survive right. without me. Right. So all of me goes to them. But the reminder that, yeah, it's a, it's a brief stage. It's a brief chapter mm-hmm. in the big story mm-hmm. of it all. Um, and I don't want to come to the point where they're leaving and I don't recognize their daddy, or maybe even I don't recognize God. Right. You know, and I think sometimes maybe I, I pour a lot of Bible into them, but realizing that personally I need to have that relationship with the Lord. Yes. So that when they step out, that's the best thing I can do for them is intercede right. for them. Right. And I need to, you know, I know there was one time in, in our church where there was such a specific prayer need. And our pastor just challenged us, get as right with God as you can. Because we need to go to the Lord on with this prayer need, mm-hmm. and we need to make sure that it is unhindered. Right. Um, and I think about this when you come to that stage. You know, I, I don't know. You know, we all hope, especially if our kids aren't out of mm-hmm. the nest yet, we all hope that they're going to serve the Lord and you know think the right. way we think and do exactly. But more than likely, that's right. not the path. And I just I look at that in the future and think, oh my goodness. I know how foolish of us to think our children are never going to sin. Yes. Or make a mistake. Yes. Because they were born little sinners, mm-hmm. you know. So um we we've just got to not hold that expectation yes. so tightly. Yes, there is a goal, yes, there's a standard, if you will, God's standard, there's mm-hmm. an order, but we have to kind of hold that a little loosely because we're going to fail. We and fell. God loved us through our failures. Exactly. So we need to love them. And I think exactly. one other thing on this is as the young parents, it is so encouraging to us to see the empty nesters that aren't quitting. Yes. You know, that aren't, okay, we raised our kids, they're doing okay, so we're just going to coast right. till the end. Right. Um, it, it encourages us to see that it is real right. because they're continuing even when their children are gone. And let me just warn you, your friends, there will be people around you. They will drop like flies. Mm-hmm. And I saw that, and that's very, it's very discouraging. Um, but you have got to hang on to what you know to be true, and um, and their journey is different than your journey. And I'm not judging them, criticizing them, or whatever. But I saw so many of my friends when their if their children were going wayward, that they would compromise. Mm-hmm. They would make compromises, and and now you know four or five years down the road, there's consequences to that. 
And so um, your your only responsibility is to obey the Lord. Mm-hmm. So you stay focused on God. Do not neglect your relationship with the Lord, and do not neglect your relationship with um, your husband. That is, you summed it in a nutshell, um, because you're going to be traveling through all of this together. Every transition, every season of life, you're going to be traveling through that with your husband. And so don't neglect them. Don't um, substitute. I, I know your children need a lot of your attention right now, um, and but they need daddy's attention too. Mm-hmm. And you may have to be creative. You may have to uh, do things that other people don't do because of your work situation, his work situation, um, you know, what God's called you all to do. I mean, mm-hmm. for goodness sakes, you're missionaries um, to Australia. So that's going to look different than some of your friends. Mm-hmm. So you stay focused, not just you, but all the listeners stay yeah. focused on the Lord. That's where, where we need to pay attention. Yeah. All right. So the next question, we really have two questions here, um, that we'll go through, but the first one is how much should a husband help in the home, especially with kids? Or I've even had the question, you know, with, with house duties, and I think this mm-hmm. all comes back to like we started because we were chatting about this before. It really depends family mm-hmm. by family and even beyond that season by season. Right, right. So um, the first thing I would in this question, I would say examine the motivation for this question. Why are we asking this question? Is it because of some sort of influence or um, effect of feminism? I mean, is it coming from some stinking thinking we've picked up from a commercial or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think we mentioned a commercial in the last episode. Um, We are all kind of affected by, you know, the feminism Mm -hmm. targeted audiences, you know. And so um, make sure that the motivation for this question is not man's idea, but God's idea first, Mm -hmm. okay? If it's not, if it truly is, hey, I need help. I just need help. And maybe uh, the husband doesn't realize that he's coming home, propping his feet up and not doing anything. We have to remember that motherhood is, and and we know this, and we've heard this, motherhood is a 24-7 job, right? Well, so is fatherhood. It's a 24-7 job. And so the fathers typically work out of the house, outside of the home uh, for 8, 10, 12 hours, whatever it may be. And the mother is home um, for those 8, 10, 12 hours, whatever it may be. But when the husband does come home, there's still work to do. There's another job there, rearing these children, um, making sure that they don't die. Mm -hmm. You know, they've got to be fed. They've got to be protected. um, They've got to be trained because they'll run out in ongoing traffic. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's just... It doesn't stop when you have children. It's a 24-7 job. So um, we really, your team, husband and wife team, you are one. You you should have one goal. And you should be able to communicate um, and, and be able to talk to each other. And and so if, if maybe your husband has this idea, well, let me just say this. We've heard our pastor say the most manly thing he does is make up his bed, make up their bed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe when you talk and you're communicating, maybe that is a chore or that's something that the husband does. 
um, and not the wife because the wife's doing something else. I mean, it, it really, there just has to be communication. Mm -hmm. There has to be a time where you can talk and say, look, this needs to be done. This needs to be done. How can we get this done? If I do this, will that help you so you can do that? Well, you I know? love that you started this by getting God's thinking, making sure we're thinking God's way, right. and then communicate. Because right. there have been seasons where he comes home from work, and I don't greet him with a happy smile and hot dinner on the table and clean, well-behaved kids. Right. You know, I'm frazzled, and here's the baby. I'm going to go lock myself in the bathroom yes. for 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, but... And we've had those seasons, and then we've had times where I've come to him just almost accusatory. Mm -hmm. How can you not notice that I'm overwhelmed? I haven't showered all week, you know? Yeah. Um, but then there's been other times, and I think the best time in, in a season that we've done this was when I had my fourth baby, Willow. I knew going into just those first few weeks, it was a tiny season, mm -hmm. but I knew there were a few things that I needed that needed to be different than the other ones. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I tried to get my heart right. And I tried to approach him like, look, you know, this is what I need. How can we work together to, okay, I'm, I need to look at your schedule. You need to look at mine. Mm -hmm. And the Lord really helped us through that season. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I, I got what I needed and we made it work. And it couldn't stay like that forever, right, you know. Right. Um, but for that season, it was what we needed. But I think that pattern of get God's mind. Mm -hmm. And when you have God's mind, it, it puts you in a better place than right. to communicate. Right. And, and, and your husband doesn't feel like he's being attacked yes. or criticized for working 12 hours, yes. you know, and not being engaged in what's going on in your world. Um, so that if, you, if you're looking and trying to make things better, keeping God first mm -hmm. and trying to just make things better for both of you, I think that comes across. If you start with God, I think it will come mm -hmm. across in your communication. And as you said, it may take some creativity, and it may just be for a short period of time. You know, my husband had a job um, where he worked till like 9 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. Well, he didn't get to see his children. This is when they were young, and um, he didn't get to see them. He didn't come home to dinner on and have mm -hmm. di family dinner. You know, my parents did. His parents did. That's what we were used to. But we found ourselves in a situation where that just was not going to happen. Mm -hmm. So we had to be creative. And I would come home from work. I was working at that time. And I would, you know, prepare uh, some sort of a meal. And then we would take it to his work and eat supper with him, eat dinner with him. And of course, you know, my children loved it. You know, they got to get out of the house. They got, we're going to take daddy something to eat, you know, and it was a really fun time. Now I knew that that was not a long-term solution. Mm -hmm. I knew that that job was not going to be the job for our family forever, mm -hmm. but it's what we had to do at the time. So you have to be creative. You have to be willing to change. Um, you know, some people may have that job where they get off at five o'clock every day and their dinner's on the table at five 30 and, it's a storm can come in the life and upset that routine, and we just have to be able, willing to change and say, look, things are different. I don't know what God, God has allowed this. We know that um, for whatever reason. How can we together work through this? Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any job that's off limits to the husband. I, I mean, there's certainly some things I can't lift 
Yeah. I can't, you know, I'm not strong enough. My husband has to do the heavy lifting kind of thing. I can't really get on a ladder and fix, you know, home repairs, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, my husband is handy. I can't do anything with a car, but he can. He, he's handy in that way. Um, but um, he, one of his jobs was like mowing the yard. And so I could mow the yard. I discovered that I can mow the yard, and actually, I really kind of enjoyed it. So there was a time where I mowed the yard before he got home from work so that when he got home from work, we could have his undivided attention. Mm -hmm. So it's things like that. We just got to stop thinking, this is man's work, this Mm -hmm. is woman's work. Um, You know, making the bed, some would say, is woman's work. But even as our pastor said, that's what, you know, one of the things that he does, and it's very helpful, and it works in their family. So work together with your husband and um, decide what you both can live mm-hmm. with. Well, I think, too, asking the question, how can I help you, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And like the other day, Simeon asked me, we're going to, well, this episode's coming out a little later. We're recording a little early, so we're in the middle of packing and getting ready to move. Um, and in the moment, he asked me that. And honestly, everything that was on my plate, he could, he didn't know how to make right. dinner. I didn't want him to pack. That that needed to be my job. There was really nothing he could do for me. But the fact that he noticed mm-hmm. that I was stressed out and asked mm-hmm. lifted my spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way, you know, I think sometimes, especially stay-at-home moms, you know, we feel like, well, you're out at the quiet job mm-hmm. and I'm with the crazy. Um, but it goes both ways. I need to ask him, how can right. I help you? Maybe he had a stressful day. Maybe there's some way that I can encourage him. Or maybe he just needs to hear that I'm in tune with his life and, and interested. Right. Um, and I think those were some good thoughts on that one. And then the last question is kind of a big one. But what is one thing you are glad that you did as a young mom and one thing you wish you would have done differently? Oh, wow. Um, the one thing that I'm glad that I did as a young mom was um, abort the career and stay home with my children. I am so thankful. I, there's not one day I have regretted that decision. I would not take back. I, I, I just wouldn't trade anything for that time that I had with them. All the memories that we made, um, it was just the best time of my life. Being a mother was one of the best things I've ever done. Um, I can remember when my daughter was 10 and my son was 5. I can remember thinking, "This my life is perfect. This is wonderful. I know it's not going to stay like this, but God, I would give anything if it could. It is just wonderful right now. And um, sure, we had ups and downs, but we are a very close family. And um, I wouldn't trade any of that. For anything, we made some sacrifices, but they were nothing. Was any really anything important sacrifice to stay home? Um, there, you know, God has granted me more years to do some things like ride a bike. You know, I've <laughs> discovered I like riding a bike, yes. and so um, He's given me more years to discover that and to enjoy. Um, that I'm, I've kind of gotten into a little bit of hiking now. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy just being in the woods and um, just seeing God's creation and really thinking about um, God in the woods, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I couldn't have done that, you know. Well, let me share, I think we mentioned this before, but yeah. I, this is just, this is so unique to me. 
Um, you know, you shared your history a little bit before, and we've talked about this feminism and biblical mm-hmm. womanhood and where do we fall. We've talked about the opposite ends of the pendulum. But another thing that this time of life has afforded for you mm-hmm. is that you now hold a political office. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> That's not a small <laughs> thing. Um, yes. So what is your official title? Uh, I'm a county commissioner. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and that is so unique to me mm-hmm. that as a biblical woman, trying to have God's thinking, trying to, you know, submit to your husband, mm-hmm. to do what God wants. He has still given you an avenue to be yeah. a strong leader. And we mentioned Deborah last time, yeah. you know, and, and all of our personalities are different. I don't foresee in my future <laughs> that I would ever hold a political office, yeah. but I'm thankful mm-hmm. that there are women in those roles mm-hmm. that are trying to get God's thinking not just for themselves, but to have an influence right. on the community. And and I mean, we've talked through, all through this. It just all links back. Seasons are different. Times right. are different. Right. Um, but I think it's neat that mm-hmm. you've tried to follow God in each season. You and I read a book one time about our life being a story. And the Bible mm-hmm. says, you know, we live our years as a tale that is told. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have chapters. Different right. chapters require different right. things. Um, you You gave yourself to that chapter of motherhood. Right. Right. Now you're in a little different chapter and God's yes. brought some new and unique things to that. He has. And, you know, I really questioned him about those things too. Um, but he has, um, he put some desires in my heart. Um, you know, for some reason, I'm, I'm, I like to say I'm weird, but then I'd be criticizing God if I did that. But just an interest in some of these things. I'm not really interested in the politics of it, but in government, um, God created government, mm-hmm. and um, there were godly rulers, if you will, or government officials, um, and and they could be used by God um, to you know to influence people or to affect different decisions that were made. And um, so He really just kind of put in my heart to try to do that. Now, let me say the warfare is strong, very very strong, and I covet prayers and I pray often and I cover. Have it, um, prayers of of those that pray for mm-hmm. leaders. I never really considered myself a leader, but this is a leadership position, and um, I really just want to do God's will. I really don't understand it, and that's usually what happens when God calls you to something. Mm-hmm. You don't really understand it, but just I'm just trusting and trying to follow Him. Um, I I do love our country. I love our freedoms. I I want to do what's right in God's eyes and right for the people. Cause I believe God's ways are the best for all people. Mm-hmm. And so I really want to try to demonstrate that, live that more publicly now. Um, and I'm just so praying that I don't stumble and fall uh, and give God a black eye. Um, so, but yeah, that is, that is really kind well, of a we'll unique thing. I just thought <laughs> in talking specifically about this topic yeah. and where do women fit? Right. I thought it would be interesting for the yeah. listeners to know yeah. that that you have that opportunity to yeah. be a light for Christ in it, that area. It may be a short period of time, <laughs> um, but I just want to do it all yeah. for the Lord. The one thing that I would do differently, I believe, um, and there's a lot. I mean, I had a long, long list. But I think what I would like to say is um, I wish I'd never allowed my children to watch TV. And... Um, I know that's probably another hot topic, but there is... Oh, we've went there, so okay. <laughs> this is not uncharted territory. <laughs> okay. That is so influential in our children's life. The, the media, TV is, um, and even even in the cartoons, 
even in the little, I, I've noticed uh, we've allowed, our, my daughter has allowed our grandson um, to watch a little bit of what seemed to be, you know, harmless. And uh, it has caused him to be fearful, like at night, uh, monsters. And we're like, we never talk about monsters. Where did that come from? That concept of monsters was introduced to him through TV. And so, and that's a very small, small example. But it just, it's just a reminder that so much that our children pick up come mm-hmm. through TV, through shows, through even if you're like, oh, I don't subscribe to cable, I monitor what my children watch. Even if it's a movie, there are things in there that will be introduced that you didn't introduce. Mm-hmm. Someone else has introduced those to your children. Now, can you, you know, the question can be asked, can you possibly introduce everything to your children? And your children can't be isolated and protected mm-hmm. like that and blah, blah, blah. Um, well, I think that's part of our job is to protect that young sapling until it's strong enough to stand, till its root system is mm-hmm. strong enough to stand and to withstand the storms that life will bring. Mm-hmm. So we are, in a, in essence, a greenhouse mm-hmm. to our children. And there is an element of provision, but there's also an element of protection. Mm-hmm. And so I just think there, were, there was a lot of stinking thinking introduced to my children through TV, that, which I thought was harmless. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is when that's in their thinking, it has to be expelled in order for biblical thinking to, to replace it. And that's a lot of work mm-hmm. um, that could have been avoided had I just simply not introduced them to the television. It's so interesting that I didn't know that was your answer to the question. And mm-hmm. just this morning at breakfast, I told my husband, I said, I'm so thankful TV does not hold the place it does in our home that it once did. Yeah. Um, and I'll link in the comments an episode that we did. I love what you brought out. Um, so much of the worldly ideology is just shoved on our kids' mm-hmm. throats through mm-hmm. media. But even removing some of that, seeing their creativity soar, right. seeing their love for books and nature. And, and we go into some of that in the other podcasts. So I'll, I'll share that if that's something you want to dig into more. Okay. But I, I'm, I'm really glad that you shared that because I know we had that out of order mm-hmm. in our home. And that mm-hmm. was something that God really convicted us on. And we have seen fruit from removing that. Right. Well, let me give some encouragement. I had that out of order in my life, but my daughter has placed it in its proper order. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the one that has the grandchildren. My son ha- doesn't have grand, um, have the children yet, So, um, but she has that in order. So even from my mistakes and my failure, um, there has been some positive fruit come from it. So... Well, I wish we could have gotten to, goodness, all the multitude of questions, maybe one day in the future. Yeah. Um, but thank you for just your heart behind answering these questions. Like we said, none of these answers may apply to your situation. Right. Um, but we tried to share just biblical thoughts, biblical right. wisdom to, if you're asking these questions, maybe to help mm-hmm. get you thinking on a path that will get you to the answer that you right. need for your family based on God's Word. If we can just point people to go to the Lord, mm-hmm. He has all the answers. He has everything that we need. He is our all in all. And that's really what I think. believe both of our heart's desires is to point people to the Lord. Well, Denise, thank you so much You're for joining welcome. me once again. It's a joy. Thank you. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. 
If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman He's called you to be. Thanks for listening.